0: Okay. So, hi again. I'm Danielle. Growing up, my mom used to work from home. And so I spent a lot of time watching whatever she watched. And growing up, she used to watch a lot of cop shows. So I always loved cop shows. I used to want to be a detective. And then I figured out that you had to be like a street patrol cop first. And that that meant you would get shot at. And that was not what I wanted in my job description, so I decided to go into the lab side of things. So I want to work in forensics, but basically she used to watch this one show called NCIS. It's kind of an old people show, Um, I've actually been made fun of for watching it, but NCIS. And there was this one character, his name was McGee, love of my life, loved him so much. (laughs) <laughs> but then there's a the cop. There's the main guy. They're like their own little team of like Navy cops, and then they have a boss guy. His name was Gibbs. He's kind of mysterious, kind of even though even though he's like the main character, you don't know much about him. He's mysterious, he's kind of mean, he's scary, like really intimidating. Like I think if I actually met him in real life, I think he would make me cry. Um but he was really loyal. And he he was just really just Kind of a good boss, but also really scary. But basically, his whole thing was his gut. They, used, they called it the Gibbs gut. And I've seen this show four times through. And this man, the, every scene you can predict it, they'd be an in interrogation and he'd, they'd be talking and the suspect would say something that would like throw the case through a loop. And they'd be like, well boss, do you believe them? And he's like, yeah. And they're like, why? And he's like, my gut. And then just would like storm out. It was the same thing every time, but you know. So growing up, I kind of, I grew up in the church and I heard about the Holy Spirit and I kind of just always thought of the Holy Spirit as my gut. Well, I learned later in life that that is not who the Holy Spirit is. And so we're going to be talking about that today. Can any of you say 100% that you know who the Holy Spirit is? Because I've I've looked into the Holy Spirit, like, deeply, and some days I can't even say 100% that I know who he is. (sighs) Have you heard him speaking to you? Have you heard him guiding you? What if I told you that the Holy Spirit told me to plan this lesson? Would you believe me? Or would you think I was crazy? I wrote this lesson for middle schoolers, and I just want to say that if I heard this when I was in middle school, I would think I was crazy, too. But he did. I've heard the Holy Spirit, and I've felt him guiding me in life. All that I'll talk about, I have experienced. I don't believe in teaching about things I cannot relate to in some degree, or that I cannot share a testimony about in my own life. So, oh, it it like vibrates. Okay, so this is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God. A divine being a helper from Christ but for the purpose of this lesson the Holy Spirit I'm gonna define him as is our guide to being more holy to being more like Jesus and to staying on God's path for us okay I'm gonna talk about some facts about the Holy Spirit fact number one the Holy Spirit is part of the Trinity So, I'm going to read from 2 Corinthians 13, 14. And that says... The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. So... Basically, what that's meant to say... That is just like a blessing to other people. But that's the Trinity. Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit. God is the Father who is like the definition of holy and good and all-knowing and divine. God couldn't become human. He couldn't come down and save us, so he sent down a piece of him. Still just as holy and divine, but made of the flesh. That's Jesus. The Holy Spirit is the piece of God that came down and dwelled in Mary to create Jesus. Or at least that's how I interpreted it in Scripture in Matthew 1. Totally encourage you to ask more questions though and look into it because I went through it really quickly and my brain was not braining that day and so that's just kind of what I took it as and as, as I read it that's what I read but totally look into it Jesus came down he led us followers he healed he taught he taught us about God and then died for our sins he had to leave he had to fulfill prophecy he had to save us he had to go to heaven. But he prayed, and he left us with a piece of God to guide us. That is the Holy Spirit, who has also been written as in Scripture as the Spirit of Christ, the Spirit of Truth, or the Spirit of God. So most days, the Trinity confuses me. Okay, there are like three different beings, but they're all one. Like, how does that make sense? I'm going to try and explain it. And if it doesn't make sense, it'll probably make sense one day. It's okay if it doesn't make sense today. So there's God. He's like everything. Like God is just all-knowing, all-powerful, divine, good, whatever. He's the Father. Then we have Jesus, who is just as much God inside, but he's the flesh. He came down in the flesh to help us and then went back to heaven. Then we have the Spirit, who is the Spirit of Jesus and the Spirit of God and knows just as much as them, but is with us. He's with us always. Fact number two. The Holy Spirit speaks to us. Okay, Acts 10, 9 through 33 is very long. So I'm going to read some and then I'm going to summarize other parts. The next day, as they were on their journey and approaching the city, But Peter said, by no means, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. And the voice came to him again a second time. What God has made clean, do not call common. This happened three times, and the thing was taking, taken up at once to heaven. Basically, I'm going to summarize that. Peter was praying, he was, and he had a vision, and it was a lesson. A lesson from God, a, les- a vision that he was meant to learn from. Now we move on. Now, while Peter was inwardly perplexed as to what the vision that he had seen might mean, behold the men who were sent by Cornelius. Basically, there was something going on and they needed Peter's help and Peter didn't know how to help them. And so that lesson was God talking to Peter, trying to tell him how to help them. Mhm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. And while Peter was pondering the vision, the spirit said to him, Behold, three men are looking for you. Rise and go down and accompany them without hesitation, for I have sent them. And Peter went down. So, God gave him the vision. Peter took that vision. He was thinking on it. He was learning. And the Spirit told him where to go. He told, the Spirit told him where to go to use that lesson. Hmm, 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 hmm. Okay? So he's talking. To the people, and basically, they're trying to bow down to him. They're trying to worship him in their own way to, to get information from him to know where God, what God is telling them. And he said to them, "You yourselves know how lawf- unlawful it is for a Jew to associate with or to visit anyone of another nation. But God has shown me that I should not call any person common or unclean." So the rest of the story, Peter took that vision, he took that lesson, and he listened to where the Holy Spirit called him, and he followed that, and then he was able to help out. He was able to use that lesson to help other people. The Holy Spirit spoke to him and told him where to go to use that lesson and what it was for. Okay. You have to choose to listen to the Holy Spirit, though. You have to choose to use that lesson. Because the Holy Spirit will speak to you. You just have to be listening. My third fact, the Holy Spirit will guide us. So I have three points in that. My first point is that he'll guide us in our gifts and our identities. Joel two twenty-eight through 29 says, And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy... Your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. Even on the male and female servants, in those days, I will pour out my spirit. We all have our gifts. And I'm not saying that it has to be prophecy, dreams, or visions, because I'm still figuring that all stuff out myself. But I'm saying, I have the gifts of leadership. I have the gifts of discernment, of speaking, of patience. And the Holy Spirit will guide me and where to use those. He's guide me, guided me in my teaching. Just like I said earlier, he told me to, like, he helped me plan this lesson. He, God poured out his spirit on us to guide us in our gifts. He'll guide us according to God's path for us. In John, in John 16, 14. What a great verse. John 16, 13. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own authority. But whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare the things that are to come. So like I I kind of explained earlier, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of God. He knows everything that God knows. But it's not his knowledge necessarily. It's God's knowledge. It's God's plan for us. And the Holy Spirit just helps guide us on that. And according to God's plan. Then my third point: He'll guide us to being more holy, which in John 16:14, which is where I got 16:14 from earlier, he'll guide us to being like Jesus by bearing witness to Jesus. John 16:14 says, "He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you." The Holy Spirit takes what Jesus taught. He takes what Jesus came down to do, and he bears witness of Jesus' love and his lessons, and he shares that to us so that we may be guided. My fourth fact. He will bear witness to us being children of God. Which, that one took me a while to understand what that meant. Um, But basically, Romans 8, 15-16 says... For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. We are children of God. And the Holy Spirit guides us, like he literally guides us, We've ta- like as I've said, And he speaks to us and he uses all, he guides us in our gifts and everything so that we may go out, we may make disciples, that we may share God's love to others. I have felt the Holy Spirit work in my life and I've been able to use that testimony and that his word in me, his work in me to share my faith, to share who God is, and that I am a child of God. My next fact: He will convict us. He will convict us of our sins, our righteousness and our judgment. So the next verse is kind of long. John 16:8 through11, which I'm going to need my little notes on, if I can find it, there it is. Okay. John 16:8 through11. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father and you will see me no longer. Concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. So let's start with sin. He will convict us concerning sin because they do not believe in me. Most, the world seems to be falling apart. A lot of people, I have, majority of my friends don't have a faith in God. Most people don't have a faith in God anymore. And the Holy Spirit convicts us of that. He convicts us of our actions and our choices that come from not having a belief in God. He tells us that our actions are ungodly, that we are sinning. He reminds us of it, and he convicts us of it. Concerning righteousness, because as we sin, he reminds us of Jesus. He reminds us of his death on the cross that saved us. He reminds us that while we're sinning, we were saved. Then concerning judgment, this one's the most confusing one to me. He reminds us of our judgment, and that the people who don't choose Christ are judged. I read the part, Ruler of this World, and I kind of questioned it because I was like, isn't God the ruler of this world? And while God should be the ruler of our hearts, and God is the most powerful, God has already won the battle, the war, everything. Right now, the world we live in is controlled by sin. Sin rules this world. Satan rules this world. But he hasn't won. And he will be judged. He quite literally has already been judged. He fell from heaven. He's he was an angel and he fell, and he's he's lost the battle. So yeah, that's kind of how I took it. And then my last fact: the Holy Spirit dwells in us. Romans eight nine says, "You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit." If in fact the spirit of God dwells in you, anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him. So as children of God, we are not in the flesh, but of the spirit. The spirit dwells in us. It's how he talks to us. It's how he convicts us. It's how he guides us. Okay. He dwells in us. He gives us these gifts. He gives us these blessings. So I kind of took it as a point, like a point system almost. You choose Christ. Then you welcome the spirit in. He dwells in us. And then he guides us. And all the other things that I talked about. And now you may be asking, okay, Danielle, great. He does all these cool things. You said he speaks to me. He says he dwells in me, he says he convicts me, he witnesses, blah, 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 blah. How do, how do I hear him? How do I know what he's saying? Well, that's why I wrote this part of the lesson. How to hear him. Romans 8.5, which I believe is not here. Romans 8.5 is on this. But those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, set their minds on things of the spirit. If you want to hear him, you have to live according to him. Accept Jesus into your heart as your Lord and Savior. Set your heart on him and the spirit rather than the flesh. That's how you get the spirit in you so that you may be guided. The tough thing though, is that I fully believe that on this earth, you can love Jesus, but still live for the flesh. I think of it like an open door. You love God, so you hear the Spirit calling to you distantly, like a voice that whispers sometimes. Or like, you know, like the little like, things you would see where it's like the devil on one shoulder and the angel on the other, but like a little bit quieter? It's, I don't know. That's kind of how I always saw it and felt it. And that, that's how I experienced it. But when we listen to that voice, we start to live for the Spirit. And that is when accepting Jesus fully comes in. And then living for the Spirit leads to fully hearing him. So accepting Jesus in, choosing to listen to the little voice from, that came from accepting Jesus, then you live for the Spirit from listening to him, and then you fully hear him. It's kind of weird, but that's how it goes, or at least that's how I experienced it. So then we have John fourteen fifteen through 27, which is the long one that I'm going to read all of. <laughs> if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and he will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Let a little while, af- yet a little while after, and the world will see me no more. But you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. In that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. Whoever, whoever has my commandments and keeps them, He it is who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Okay, so I'm going to just break that part down. Basically, what Jesus is saying right now is that we have to keep his commandments. We have to keep his commandments, we have to choose to love him, we have to choose to listen, and we have to choose to follow. And he will give us a helper. He will give us the spirit of truth. The spirit... Was sent by Jesus to help us then it says later the Spirit the helper the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name he will teach you all things and bring to you remembrance all that I have said to you loving God is the most important step to hearing the Spirit and then following him and his guidance and then there's the basic answers of read the Bible pray talk with God it does help. It actually does do a lot. And now we get to the deep part. Oh no, no, this is, this is exciting for me. So I, like I said, I've kind of always felt the Holy Spirit in my life. Even if I didn't always understand it, I either thought he was my gut or I thought he was the little brain in, the, ba- the little voice in the back of my head talking. You know, I kind of always felt him. And these past couple years have been a journey of choosing God and listening to him in my life and also just kind of learning more about him because I had so many questions for so long that I just wanted to take a break and get to know God. Well, I did that and here I am. But last fall in October, we had a kid from school pass away. And I was really close to a lot of his friends. I... I was really close to a lot of his friends. Like, my best friends were his friends. And when he passed away, it was a really hard hit on all of them. He was he was an interesting person, and but he had such a strong impact on all of them. And one of my best friends was really close with him. They did a lot together. And he when he passed away they were struggling they would post the oh i'm so depressed oh i'm dealing with so much they would post those tiktoks you know i'm if you haven't seen them then you will probably one day but they it, i knew they were struggling and i didn't respond to each and every one of them cuz how do you respond to each and every one of them with i'm here i love you i'm praying for you when they posted five of them a day for like weeks you can't really do much with that. So one day, they posted, and I was scrolling through. I was just on my stories, just zoning out, doing my thing. And I saw it, and I was like, I don't need to answer this one. And I kept going, and that's when he spoke. He, it was, uh, go back, respond to that one. That one, you need to say something. So I went back. I said that I love you. I'm here for you. I'm praying for you, like, let me know if I can do anything, I really love you so much. Well, I expected the normal, thank you, Danielle, I love you too, I'm just struggling right now, the prayer helps, blah, blah, blah. That's not what I got. I got the, Danielle, I really hope these pills don't work. My friend had attempted suicide, and I had to be the one who called them, I had to be the one who sat on the phone with them while their mom called poison control. I had to be the one who told them to tell their mom. I had to be the one who sat on the phone while the ambulance came and while they were taken to the hospital. They ended up being admitted, and they're fine today. They're living a very happy life, but that day, if I hadn't listened to the Holy Spirit, if I hadn't chosen to message my friend at that moment... I wouldn't have my best friend, I wouldn't have the person that I got to talk about my faith, the first person at my school who listened to me about my faith and didn't mock me. I would have lost the person that I laughed with and cried with and who respected me and looked up to me and loved me. I would have lost them and that would have been devastating and that would be something that I can't even imagine, but so when I say that the Holy Spirit is powerful. I mean it when I say that the Holy Spirit speaks to you. You just have to be open. I mean it because I felt it, not just with my teaching, but with how I go about my life, with how I reach out to people. I have I have ADHD, and like it's hard to remember people most days. I I haven't spoken to grandparents that I love and think about almost every day. I had a friend who I think about every day, and I don't message them because I just forget. Like if like. And the Holy Spirit is the one who reminds me of these things. Like I said, he convicts us, he reminds us. He convicts us and reminds us. But so, he's powerful. And he will speak to you, you just have to be open. And his work is how we can be good disciples, and how we can share God's love to others. So Galatians 5.18 says, but if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Do not let the law guide do not let the law and the world control you let yourself be led by the spirit because it is truly powerful and that is when you are your strongest let's pray dear Lord Heavenly Father I thank you for this day I thank you that the Sun rose I thank you that we all made it here safely I thank you that we all woke up today Lord I pray over all of us as we go back to school as we go into places where we may not know the answer to everything and we may not know what we are doing, God, I pray that you help us, that you guide us, that you send your spirit down to us and that we may hear you, that we may hear him and that we may be led, that we may be able to all become true disciples together, God. Thank you so much. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.